Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to Her Hiding Place. This is a podcast that encourages you to live a life hidden in Christ. My name is Jean Morrison, and I'm so, so glad that you're here today. Guys, this is my first episode. Isn't that awesome? I think it's amazing. So on this first episode, I wanted to share a little bit of my personal testimony of how I came to know Christ. Um, Yeah, I was a little bit reluctant. I don't know why. I think that was like my flesh or like the enemy trying to push back. I knew from the second God told me to start this podcast that my first episode needed to be my testimony, but I was kind of like, um, do I really want to share it? Um, it's not like it's some big, like, you know how sometimes you hear testimonies of what, how God saved people and they're like, oh, I was in jail and I... I was doing this and that, which those are great. Don't not get me wrong. But mine was kind of like, I don't know. Sometimes we discount ourselves or we discount God. Like we feel like if he doesn't do like a big miraculous thing, like you were kidnapped in the desert and God saved you or something like that. then sometimes we don't feel like it's significant, but I just want to encourage you guys that, Anyone can share the testimony. doesn't matter how significant it is. You're not comparing it to someone else's testimony. This is not like a testimony competition. <laughs> However, your testimony is, that's your testimony. So yeah, I just want to share a little bit of that. So if you're all ready, then I'm ready and we're going to get started. All right. So I just want to make this kind of conversational. I'm just going to be talking. I don't have a real, I have some things outlined of stuff I don't want to forget. If you see me looking down, but it's not like a, it's not, I don't want to say this. I'm just going to be talking and recollecting as I'm talking, okay? So, growing up, I grew up in a Christian home. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I grew up in a Christian home. But, of course, just because you grew up in a Christian home doesn't mean you grew up a Christian. You did not grow up a follower of Christ just because you were born into, well, let me just use what my dad says. He always says because you're born at an airport that doesn't make you an airplane okay so just because I grew up in a Christian home that did not make me a Christian myself okay so my parents have always been in ministry like as long as I can remember my dad was a pastor for most of my life he still was in ministry um my mom of course there too I have two older sisters um Growing up, I always hear stuff like, you know, God is love and God is my provider. God is my protector. He's my peace, blah, blah, blah. I knew all the phrases. I heard all the words, but it was kind of like it went in one ear and out the other. It wasn't like I knew that for myself or I had experienced that for myself. And I didn't like come to the knowledge of it myself until definitely later in life. Um, I moved around a lot of schools when I was younger um I lived I was born in Alabama and we lived there I think I was until I was in like after second grade is when I moved so starting third grade we moved to South Carolina um my dad was planning a church there in South Carolina um and then after that I want to say how many years later I don't know how many years later it was, but we moved to North Carolina and he was pastoring another church up here where we currently are in North Carolina. And I 
went to four different high schools. Um, yeah, I went to four different high schools. And it was just kind of like, you know, every year you go to a new school and you kind of just want to be accepted. You don't really have a core group of friends. Like you see everyone with their group of friends. And you don't really have that because you're either new to the school or you, yeah, you're new to the school. So you have, you make friends, but it's not like your core group of friends. And then the next year I moved to another school. So it was kind of like, you know, I didn't keep that group, that solid group of friends throughout high school. And I kind of had like, I don't want to call it an identity crisis, but by the time I got to college, I was like, okay, I'm going to be here for the next four years and I can be who I want to be. That's literally, that's my thought process. I was like, nobody knows me here. I'm away from home. I can be whoever I want to be. Um, I was really big on how people perceived me. Um, I don't know if I want to say people pleasing, but like people pleasing, not in a good way. Like, oh, I want to help people. You know, I want to be known as like a helper. It was more like, I want people to like me. Right. So I feel like people's perception of me or people pleasing kind of became like an idol to me. Um, an idol is basically anything you put before God. At that point, I think I was putting everything before God because it's not like I was, I wasn't saved at that point. And I didn't even know I wasn't saved at that point. <laughs> that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother story. I wasn't saved at that point. And, um, yeah, back to the people pleasing People pleasing for me got to a point to where even if I knew something was wrong because someone wanted me to do something, I still did it um, without like any pushback or anything. Um, so basically my sophomore, my sophomore year, sorry, I forgot to turn my phone down. My sophomore year. Um, I got pregnant, moved back home, well, moved back home because of feeling sick, found out I was pregnant, um, had my daughter and that's when literally I felt like my world was shaken. Um, I was dealing with a lot of feelings of like ashamed, unworthy, filled with guilt. And the guilt was pretty much from feeling like a disappointment to my parents, um, knowing that I was now a single mom, um, and the guilt of like being a burden to my family. I didn't want to be a burden to my family. And also it was because of the way I knew that you know, when you know something is wrong and you still do it, it was pretty much, I had guilt from that as well. So I had a lot of, um, negative thoughts about myself. Nothing like to this point of no, like suicidal thoughts or anything. Thank you, Jesus. But a lot of negative thoughts about myself. And I feel like I literally felt like I deserved to feel that way. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. I just felt like I deserved to feel that way because of, I was like, okay, I'm the one who did this to myself. Um, and 
this is my punishment. Like I just deserved to feel like that, like for the rest of my life. I felt like I just had to live with that guilt. And now looking back, I'm just like, thank you God for carrying me through that because I know some people, they have feelings like that and it can lead a whole nother way, but that's a whole nother story. Um, I just wasn't myself. Um, again, I was like, I put myself in this situation, so I should just put up with it. Um, I told myself that I really did feel like guilt was taking over me. And if you see me looking down, I'm looking down at my notes. The day that I literally knew something had to change was when my sister, me and my sister are really close. I'm close with both of my sisters, but this sister in particular, in particular, excuse me, she lives with me. She knows me like the back of my hand. So she asked me why I hardly smiled anymore. And I was literally taken back by her question. And in my head, I'm like, is it really that obvious that I'm unhappy, like that these feelings are taking over me? And I knew something had to change. So that night, I was in my bed, and I was literally just staring at the dark ceiling. Like, I don't even think I had thoughts going through my head, which that sounds impossible, but I literally was just laying in my bed looking at the dark ceiling, and something just I heard a voice and it said Psalms Psalms 32 and I'm like at this point I wasn't like I wasn't seeking God I wasn't like reading my Bible I knew Bible verses because growing up again I grew up in church I knew some verses um but I never like read through the Bible I wasn't studying the Bible at that point so I heard a voice and it was like saying thumb thumbs <laughs> I was gonna have a list guys and it was saying Psalms 32 I'm like okay so I open my Bible app I go to Psalms 32 and I'm reading through the whole chapter and the chapter literally is telling me I feel like the verse like it was this whole chapter was written written excuse me specifically for me so I'm gonna go ahead and read some of Psalms 32 for you guys because this is just amazing. So, Psalms 32, this is verse, I'm starting with verse 1, and I'm just going to read until I need to pause. Um, oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. When I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away, and I groaned all day long. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. And next it says, Finally, I confessed all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. And I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord, and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Yo, when I read this, especially verse verses three through five, I was like, wow, this is exactly how I'm feeling right now. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my graining all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy on me. That's what I felt. I felt like there was a heaviness on me because of 
just throughout my whole life and not throughout my whole life, but I just felt like there was a heaviness on me. And that's exactly how I felt like the words were jumping off the page. And it was like, I feel like this is something I could have written, but like this was like in a beautiful <laughs> poetic Psalms way. I'm like, did I write this? Because this is exactly how I feel. And next it says, finally, I confess all my sins to you and I stop trying to hide my guilt. Y'all, that was me trying to hide my real emotions. Like when my sister asked me, like, hey, is everything good? You don't hardly smile anymore. That was me trying to hide my guilt. So at this point, when I was reading this chapter, guys, I felt like God was literally pulling me to him like a powerful magnet. Like that's the only way I can exp- I can explain it. A powerful magnet. It was literally nothing I had ever experienced before. So there I am in my bed. I silently cried out to Jesus right there. My daughter was in the crib next to me. We were in the same room. We shared a room. And I literally lied there, cried out to Christ, confessed my sins, and I asked him to make me a new person. I didn't want to be live for myself anymore. I wanted to be his person. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. You just have to experience it for yourself. But I did not want to be the same anymore. And when I tell you at that moment, I felt lighter. I I knew I was forgiven. And literally the guilt, that feeling of guilt, it it sounds like a movie, guys, but I promise you it's not a movie. The feeling of guilt literally lifted from me just like that, just like the verse said. It's like I literally felt like before I was dead and I came alive. Um, I have this verse written down, Ephesians 2, 1 through 5. It says, as you know, you are dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom and air kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us who lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following the desires, sorry, and following its desires and thoughts like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. And that's how I felt, remember? Deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, who is rich in mercy, made us alive in Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. Literally, I could feel, at the time before I was saved, I did not feel like I was dead, like spiritually dead. When you're spiritually dead, sometimes you don't feel it. You feel like you're fine, but you always know there's one little thing like, Something feels off, but knowing the other side, walking in the light, guys, being saved, like, you know, you're saved when you're saved, you know, you're saved. And there's no doubt, like how I felt when I really felt the the guilt lifted off of me. That's exactly how I felt from that day forward. Y'all, I could see the changes in myself. I, I now had like a desire to read the word in the morning. Like, you can't tell me. Before I even have that cup of hot tea, I'm in my word, guys. And it's not even by my own, by my own strength, guys. I'm literally praying for strength every day. I'm reading the word, asking God for a desire to get close to him. 
and it was more of not trying to be like a good person I wasn't like a bad person I'm putting all this in quotations because who's good and there's really no no one's really good but I wasn't doing stuff trying to be a good person or trying to please someone else trying to please my family trying to make a good image of myself I was doing these things now to serve God like to please God and so you can see the changes in yourself as well when you get saved and it it sounds cliche but it's a relationship with Christ is is not religion it's relationship and not religion and I know that because growing up I had religion um even when people around me like my parents they had a relationship with Christ but I did not know the relationship I could only see the religion part because I didn't have a relationship with Christ and also if my parents are watching this I just want to shout out to you because I don't think I've ever told them this but it really was part of what drew me so close to God obviously was Holy Spirit but um, the love that they showed me after I got back home even after I had my daughter obviously it wasn't like okay everything's back to normal now we're just gonna forget all that um of course they told me what I did was wrong but they continued to pray for me they continued to show that love for me and that really did impact me so shout out to them if you're watching this I really I swear I wasn't gonna get emotional but whatever um I want to read the last part um of psalms 32 well it's not the last part but it's one of the verses you can go ahead and read the whole chapter for yourself i'm not going to read the whole chapter today but after it goes down in verse 7 it says for you are my hiding place you protect me from trouble you surround me with songs of victory and during that transition of well, I wouldn't say transition, but during that, those years after I got saved, literally God was my hiding place. And I, I held on to that verse for dear life. That was my favorite verse. I read it every morning. Whenever I had to remember the verse, I remembered it because God really was my hiding place. I even went, um, I created a Google doc on my laptop and I named it her hiding place. This was like back in 2018. I named it her hiding place and in there I would write um, just how I'm feeling. It would be like a, it was like a digital, not diary. It was like a digital prayer journal. I would write Bible studies, y'all. I didn't even, I was, God was really preparing me for what I'm doing now, um, writing blog posts and making videos and stuff because I didn't even know. I was literally, when I would have my devotion, I would break down all the verses what it spoke to me I would write reflection questions and everything like that I would um just write I would go I would just write about my day like how I'm feeling that day how I'm struggling with that that day and then I would find verses that helped with whatever I was dealing with and I would write it down and God was preparing me to help someone else one day with whatever I went through um a couple months ago I found that Google Doc. I forgot about it because I kind of fell off. Um, I, I just kind of fell off with writing in there. I stopped for a little while. 
and I found the Google Doc again, guys, her hiding place with all of those entries that I wrote. And I was going through them. And just as I was going through them, God was literally speaking to me again. And he told me that I need to share them. Not specifically word for word, but I need to share what he did in my life. Because that's another big part, I think, of Christianity. Just sharing what God has doing what God is doing in your life, sharing your personal testimonies, whether that's how God saved you or what he's currently doing. Because God doesn't just do stuff in the past. He's doing stuff now and he's going to do stuff in the future. So just sharing my journey with others and just helping people live hidden in him the same way that I have been hidden in him. And he's helped me through so much. Um, There's just a lot, even stuff I haven't even shared. Um, And so that's why you see the name of this channel, podcast blog ministry whatever you want to call it it's called her hiding place because of that one verse psalms 32 7 and i'm going to read it again for you are my hiding place you protect me from trouble you surround me with songs of victory because guys if we hide in anything else it's not going to last i'm so sorry to tell you if you're trying to find your identity your purpose if you're trying to be hidden in your spouse even if you're trying to be hidden in drugs alcohol um it doesn't even have to be something bad like if you're just hidden in your job if that's where you find your identity that's where you find your purpose in your job it's not going to last you're never going to be fulfilled you're never going to be satisfied um we need to be hidden in christ and that's it so that's really my goal for this podcast i know i said a lot I went from testimony to like sharing (laughs) different stuff with you guys, but I just want to share a little bit about, I just want to share my testimony. I wanted to share why this is called her hiding place. And yeah, if you are feeling the way I was, um, literally heavy trapped by guilt, I just want to encourage you to, seek Christ and call out to him and confess your sins to him. Go back and read Psalms 32 and just meditate on it and really try to really call out to Christ. Okay. If you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. And that's a promise. Thank you guys for watching this episode, listening to this episode, wherever you're listening to, to it. If you're watching on YouTube, Please subscribe if this resonated with you, if this talked to you, if you have a testimony and you want to share it in the comments, go ahead and share it in the comments. Yeah, so if this resonated with you or anything, make sure you subscribe, follow us wherever. I'll put all the links down there. I'm not going to go through all that right now. But yeah, so this is this podcast is where I'm going to be encouraging you guys to live a life hidden in Christ because that's really what all that's going to matter. Okay, so thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in the next one.